everybody, welcome back to the WTF1 podcast. We are here. Yes, we are here for not only our own 2021 predictions, but some of your very bold statements as well. And it's not just me to go and dive through all of these. It's, of course, Tom Bellingham and Katie Fairman, two just wonderful human beings. Actually, in fact, I think you're both going on Britain's Got Talent. What was your what was your thing that you're going to do as a, as a duo? Uh, Knife throwing. Yeah. Oh, it's Tommy going to be the one. Yeah, Katie throws knives at me. I'm the glamorous assistant. For people yeah. wondering, I literally just threw that question out of the blue. <laughs> they did not know it was coming. And Tommy, you could just tell, was just started to whir his brain. like uh, uh. But Knife throwing was very good, Katie. And uh, in fact, Katie, we're going to go straight to <laughs> your bold prediction. So we're going to go through one prediction from us each uh, and then just basically just roll, th- from, uh, roll with it from there. So uh, Katie, take it away. So my 2021 prediction is that Esteban Ocon is going to beat Fernando Alonso, his brand new teammate at Alpine. Hello. I, oh, I know. Spicy. A little bit of spice early on. Why um, do you think so, that? So I know Fernando Alonso is a two-time world champion, often hailed as one of the greatest drivers of this generation of F1. But, and I'm not being ageist here, because there are other teammate pairings on the grid like Hamilton and Bottas. Hamilton is the older one and he's still absolutely dominating things. But I just feel that Fernando's, he's not been in F1 for a couple of years and he's just not going to have that edge. Esteban last year, he didn't have the greatest of seasons. I mean, he was partnered with Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel, form of his life, he's doing a stellar job. But I don't know, I just have this gut feeling that Esteban Ocon is just going to bring it and absolutely wipe the floor with Alonso. So, would it be? I guess the the question there though is, would it be Ocon bringing it, or will it be Alonso not bringing it? Because I feel like it would be more Fernando, as you say, being older and not exactly uh, at the prime. And, and you know, he's kind of himself said in interviews, "You know, I'm not going to be there from race one, round one. You know, I'm going to take a bit of time to to get my feet back into this." Um, but I, yeah, I, I think it's probably more Alonso not bringing it than Ocon bringing it. Would you say, Katie? Or I think so. I mean. Fernando Alonso, as great as a driver he is, he does have a real arrogance about him, I find. And I think that's probably going to come into play in the season. I think he'll probably rock up, although he might not be on, you know, on it winning the first race of the season, for example. I think he's probably going to be in for quite a shock. Um, although the Renault looked to be improving last year, uh, I've, I've well, now it'll be Alpine. I just feel that Ocon, he's been there a bit longer he knows the team better and he's just going to use everything to his advantage and, and beat Alonso. I'm surprised that uh, Alonso hasn't been able to bring back private testing. I mean, he's he was able to do young driver testing, so I'm surprised he wasn't able to find a loophole to to get a thousand miles in the current gen car. But uh, yeah, I, th- I, I agree. I think Alonso will get beaten at least by Ocon at the start of the season. I think it will take a while for Fernando to get up to speed. I mean, you kind of have to compare it a little bit to to Michael Schumacher in some ways and him coming back to the sport, although you could argue the cars were a lot more different uh, for Schumi than they were, well, than they will be for Alonso. But um, there's still that time. You know, you do get rusty. Uh, I mean, Stroll said he got rusty after one missing one race Mm. with COVID, didn't he? Well, interestingly, Ocon Ocon himself mentioned that how because he was probably the biggest disappointment last year for a lot of people. You know, he was so highly rated and he missed one season, came back, and then now everyone started to question whether he was all that. And he he himself said missing a year is tough, like not racing for a whole year. 
and especially when you're old, like Fernando, things don't click as quick, at least not naturally, and they shouldn't. But then this is Fernando Alonso. I don't feel like we should write him off completely. I'm not. There's definitely a chance that he could uh, he could come out the blocks firing, but I still think it will take him a few rounds to, to pick up. I, I don't. I think Alonso is going to... Straight out the blocks? Yeah. Uh, maybe, Round one, maybe, Alonso yeah. will trash Ocon. I think Alonso will out-qualify Ocon a lot and will we'll be beating him from the start. I know that that might even be a bolder prediction, but it's just Fernando Alonso. That's not Alonso. your prediction, is it? No, but <laughs> it's just Fernando Alonso, isn't it? I can't... He's just one of those drivers that... For, for me, the most interesting sort of narrative about Alpine and Renault is if, like Katie mentioned earlier, Renault seemed to have really sort of picked up the pace and finally getting somewhere. If they drop back again, it's not going to do great for the Alonso narrative, is it, that he sort of comes in and teams can't work with him and the performance goes backwards a little bit. But he's one of those drivers that seems to just be able to get the best out of any car, no matter how useless it is. And I would be surprised if Ocon beats Alonso. But that's not to say it's impossible because missing missing a cup is it was it 2018 he retired i'm trying to remember now end of 2018 so yeah it has been a long time um it's not just a year like ocon but this is fernando alonso i still i still just think he'll he'll come back and be on it interesting i have a proposition for you a little bet if fernando alonso (laughs) here we go if what if esteban ocon uh, beats Fernando Alonso when it's Christmas drinks because the season's going to finish closer and closer to Christmas. When it's Christmas drinks with WTF1 team, I will buy the first round of drinks. If Fernando Alonso wins the, uh, or like beats Ocon in the drivers' championship, you will buy the first round of drinks. Fair. Deal? To be yeah. fair, fair? yeah, no, but first round of drinks. Yeah, Everybody I was going to say. Round. This needs to be an extra round, doesn't it? This okay, needs to be, out round. It needs to be like eating a. Like and this is middle of London. I'm talking. I'm talking double this, double that. Let's get the 10, 15 quid uh, drinks out here. Katie, that's, ha- that's... Ka- Katie okay. has to shout, "Sorry, Fernando!" In the middle of Oxford. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, deal done. Oh my god! We'll, yes, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, no, no, and then Tommy, you have to do "Sorry, Ocon." <laughs> okay, yeah. So one of you has to shout in the middle of London, "Sorry, Ocon," or "Sorry, Alonso." <laughs> Yes. Oh my god. There we go. Virtual handshake through the camera. That's yeah. amazing. And I'm just sat here just not shouting in London for once, yeah, which is brilliant. Good times. Um but I will still take the drink if that's still going. Okay, cool. Right. So that one uh that one provided some spicy debate and we've managed to somehow secure one of you screaming in London, which is brilliant. And uh, by the way, I will be the judge for that. So if you don't do enough decibels, um then in fact, you'll have again. to do it again. So oh, God. Uh, there you go. Well, Tommy is now fully regretting that. But <laughs> OK, let's get on to my prediction. And uh, I believe that McLaren will be the second fastest car. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's bold. Uh, it's, it's bold. It's extreme. It might not come true. Maybe there's a bit of hoping uh, that we get someone else near the front. But I feel like if there is a team, it will be McLaren, just purely from the Mercedes partnership that they now have. You know, Lando said that it would have been pole, uh, his lap around Abu Dhabi and things like that. So so for me, I think McLaren, you know, they've been taking steps forward every single season uh, recently. And I think they'll continue to do that. And with the fact that they've got Ricardo and Norris as well, I think that will be a, a really good combination where, 
to be fair, Lando has to match Daniel Ricciardo really if he wants to um, continue his his good form in Formula One so far. He's ha- he's got a couple of years under his belt now, so I feel like Lando has to be on the level of of Daniel if he wants to truly stake his claim at a world championship, especially with Daniel coming into the team. And if the if the car is there and they start to you know be on the podium more, potentially win a race, then Lando needs to stake that claim within the team, in my opinion. I. I cannot see this personally. I think, yeah, for for me, McLaren, I've seen a lot of people actually predicting that McLaren are going to do extremely well. Some people saying that Ricardo and Lando might even win races. And I know they're going to Mercedes engines next year, but, oh, sorry, this year, as it was now. Um, I just can't, I can't see there being that much of a performance sort of, jump up just from the Mercedes engine. If anything, I feel like it might take them a while to get up to speed with a new engine. Things didn't go particularly great uh, when they had a new engine last time when Honda uh, got in and then even when Renault joined, they didn't particularly jump up the grid immediately. So it's one of those things where I personally can't see McLaren making that much of a big step forward because the rules aren't changing a huge amount this year. It's just, I guess, this all relies on Red Bull being shocking, I guess. Well, yeah, McLaren fans, if you're listening, don't listen to Tommy. Um, he just wants to put a dampener on your on your hopes and dreams, to be honest. But uh, now, look, you wanted a bold claim. You wanted a bold statement. Oh, I yeah. gave you one. Yeah, no, you know, no. give me a bold prediction for the next season. Oh, no, I can't see that. It's ridiculous, Matt. You're disgusting. Well, that's the point. I'm joking. It's meant to be a bold <laughs> prediction, and we're meant to disagree <laughs> yeah. and say it's absolutely right. Absolutely. Uh, and we always disagree, don't we, Tommy? But, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I... I can see that, you know, there, there, there could be teething issues, but, you know, McLaren have worked with Mercedes in the past and I'm sure that it will maybe be a bit more of a seamless operation this time round. Um, but yeah, I think it, it would rely on Red Bull maybe just completely sacking off this year and, and putting development to next year. That's another thing that I've raised before, maybe in podcasts, I can't remember, but uh, where there might be a few teams that have just absolutely sent it into 2021 in terms of development just to hope to get a, a really good year where everyone else may have turned their attention to, to 2022 and the new regs. But, you know, that, that could easily be a factor, uh, in my opinion. But That's true. we'll see in we'll see in lights out in Bahrain, won't we, Katie? We will, yeah. I think I'm going to side more with Tommy on this one. Oh, um, come on. Uh, <laughs> McLaren I fans, do... I hope you're in the comments right now backing me up at least <laughs> to say, look, Matt, it was a nice prediction. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I would like to see McLaren do well. In fact, I'm quite worried during this podcast that my doorbell's going to go because I've ordered some McLaren merch, some new Danny Rick McLaren merch. So, you know, wow. I'm, here, hope, I'm hoping McLaren are going to do well this year. But um, I do worry that with the new Mercedes engine, although it seems like a dream combination, McLaren and Mercedes are back. And like you say, they've worked with each other before and the Mercedes power unit is undoubtedly like the best that there is in F1 at the moment. We've seen in the past when they've had the Honda engine, I mean, look how well that turned out, not. Um, And with the Renault engine, there was some slow progress, but progress nonetheless. And in 2020, McLaren had such a successful year, you know, in terms of how they've done the previous years with that Renault engine that I began to wonder, have they made the right decision? Should they have just stuck with Renault for a couple more years? But I think with Red Bull and the driver duo that they have now with Verstappen and Perez, I can't see this one happening, but I th- I think they'll probably hang on to third again. 
Okay, third fastest car. I'll I'll accept that. Um, look, okay, it was a bold statement. I'm going to back it with every fibre of my being. Until well, it's I wrong. remember. I mean, <laughs> last year, I remember to to be fair, saying, "Do you remember the when there were the rumours that Ferrari weren't up there?" And I think both of us said, "There's absolutely no way that Ferrari are going to be." It was that. No one could break into that top pack, could they? It was always Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari. Um, and then Ferrari got beaten by Racing Point and everything and McLaren. So you never know. It's going to be interesting next year because of the, the like you say, the fact that some teams might push a lot this year to, to say, well, this is our chance while everyone's backed off a bit um, to really catch up. And then others might just sack it off and just say, well, next year the big rule changes that's what we need to be there for so you never know yeah. could could get a bit of a mix-up yeah hopefully and I, th- I think mclaren will at least because i think racing point over the course of the season had the fastest car yeah in 2020 um but yeah i think mclaren might be able to close that gap over true performance but i think mclaren definitely performed better in the races i know obviously perez got a win and things like that and but but overall, consistency-wise, I think McLaren were a bit yeah, better. Yeah. Senna K17 says, I truly believe with all my being that McLaren will win a race this year. And if they don't, I will buy every T-shirt in the WTF1 <laughs> store. I've bookmarked that is, one. Is, is Senna K17 a, a burner account for you, Tommy? Is this just a, a plug for the <laughs> No, it genuinely store? wasn't. I saw that and I was like, oh, that's a nice little merchandise plug. I'll include that one. Love that. What uh, I, what there, I want is when McLaren, when McLaren do win a race, I want the um you know when people do that challenge where they wear as many t-shirts as possible i want a picture of senna k17 in like loads and loads of t-shirts how many t-shirts are there on this i don't know a lot (laughs) they bulked out like the michelin man yeah that's what i mean where they're absolutely bulked in t-shirts that's what i want to say senna you might end up regretting that but uh, we'll see <laughs> actually you would never regret it it's a t-shirt from the wtf1 store fantastic quality great prices moving on <laughs> right um tommy mine is yuki sonoda will be pierre gasly which wow is bold because oh, we did uh than mine yeah we did a um i'm just looking now at a poll we did where we did teammate battles and i did the two drivers and the highest percentage of who will beat who, other than George Russell beating uh, Nicholas Latifi, was Pierre Gasly beating Yuki Tsunoda. He got 95% of the vote, which was more than people thinking that Lewis Hamilton would beat Bottas, which says a lot. Um, but I think that Gasly no doubt had an unbelievable season, but he started to drop off a little bit towards the end uh, of the year. Not a huge amount, but... Kvyat started to sort of put in a few better performances. And I think with Sonoda coming in and he's just going to be like so desperate to impress at Alpha Tauri, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if he does, does beat him and does a lot better than people think, because I think a lot of people think he's just going to be nowhere compared to Gasly, but I wouldn't, I don't think it's impossible that uh, Sonoda is going to beat Gasly next year. I think people would be presently surprised and this is probably going to age very badly and he's going to 
not get a single point and then everyone's going to clip this. <laughs> uh, yeah, in fact, what I'm going to put on the line here is that if Sonoda does beat Gasly over the course of the season, I will shout Sonoda, uh, sorry, Sonoda in yeah, London. Okay. Uh, because I am so unbelievably confident that Sonoda is not going to beat Gasly over the course of the season. It's a lot of uh, as much As much as he wants to, to impress and, and, and work towards it, he, he, there's always teething, especially with these cars. Going from Formula 2 to, to these cars, there's, there's a huge amount of learning to do and to get the the, the last few tenths uh, to a teammate we've seen is so, so difficult. And I think Gasly is fair enough. Yeah, he did drop off a little bit, but I think testament to Kvyat as well for some great performances. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Kvyat maybe almost with no pressure on his shoulders actually was delivering better towards the end of the season. But uh, for me, I, I think Gasly will pretty much trounce Sonoda over the course of the first season of, of Yuki being in Formula One. But hey, that's not what I'm putting on the line. Gasly just needs to beat Sonoda over the course of a season and then I won't be shouting in London. But uh, So Tommy, are you willing to put sorry Gasly into your shout out as well? Well, no, because uh, that's just my. Uh, I, I'm just doing the the Ocon one. We've all got a shout. Each okay, one. you're doing the you're doing the big one. Okay, the big bold statement. Go on, Katie. Are you wow. are you uh, Gasly or? Um, so I am Gasly. That I think Gasly will beat. You're Gasly. You're Ga- Pierre. Yeah, welcome. I, I think Pierre. Gasly will beat him. Yeah. <laughs> Joking that you said I'm oh, Gasly. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I got so panicked then. I was like, oh gosh, is that really controversial? Uh, No, I think Gasly will beat Sonoda. I mean, I don't know much about F2 in comparison to you guys. I'm fairly new to it um, and you guys are both experts at it. But I know who Sonoda is and I know he's mega a mega talent and super exciting to see him come into F1. Like, I'm really excited about that. Even though he is literally an infant. He is, wasn't he born in the year 2000 or something like that? Yeah. He was he was a, little, a little year old when Alonso and Kimi made their F1 debuts, and he's going to be he's racing an again. Infant. He's twenty years old, and Verstappen walked into F1 at seventeen. He's like, yeah, the Sonoda's an infant. I think I think Verstappen? it's more the year. I think it's more the year is just for for anyone uh, to now, be. Now we're sounding me. now we're sounding really old. I know. Guys. Come yeah. on, know. we are the fresh hip. Wow, use Back the word in the hip. Day. <laughs> we're cool, guys. <laughs> How do yeah. you do, fellow kids? <laughs> Anyway, Katie, continue. Unfortunately, I think that Sonoda, I'm sure he'll come in with plenty of enthusiasm um, and wanting to, you know, get on with things straight away. But I feel like Gasly's performance last year, he was one of my drivers of the season in terms of what he managed to achieve in his machinery. Um, And I think he'll just try and dominate, be the number one driver, the alpha male there. And uh, hey. I can see him. Hey. Alpha male, Alpha Tauri. Hey. I'm here all week. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> that's... Swift Sambi, sorry, Katie, says that Red Bull sorry. driver saga will continue with claims of Perez being replaced mid season by Sonoda. <laughs> we said that no. before, didn't we? That no. if he does too well, it's a worry for, for Perez. But no, I don't think. No, but what, Perez hasn't even turned a wheel in the Red Bull. We're already writing so. him off. Unbelievable oh, scenes. No. Ridiculous. Um, but no, I, I completely disagree with that one, unfortunately, Swift Sambi. Um, uh, I don't think it's going to be a trio of Red Bull driver sagas. Actually, it's more than that, isn't it? But um, but yeah, yeah. I, I think that I think Sonoda will get beaten by Gasly. And if anything, if Perez is doing terrible, Gasly might, will be the one in the rumour mill, uh, in my opinion. Uh, do you guys agree? I don't think Gasly's ever going back to Red Bull regardless. I mean, if I know, didn't... but in terms of the rumours and the this and that, I don't think he'll ever go. But in terms yeah, of, yeah. oh, Gasly's won another race or whatever. I don't know. 
yeah, I don't think Perez is going to have any issues at Red Bull. Oh, uh, moving on to the next take, point. Guys. To be fair, I'm exact. I feel exactly the same. Uh, Erl underscore Vader says Perez will expose Verstappen. He will be right with him and will prove it wasn't worth Red Bull building an entire team around Verstappen. My God, this is the boldest statement of them yet. Stir that um, pot. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. Yeah, oh, poor Verstappen fanboys, <laughs> including Tommy. You can see Tommy's face going red, even though I can't see Tommy's face right now. Um, I'm redder than this drink that I'm holding up, which is bright red. Thank you for audio listeners. Okay. <laughs> audio <laughs> listeners will be thanking you, sorry. Um, I I don't think he'll expose Verstappen. I think he will maybe expose the fact that the number two seat isn't as cursed as people think. Because I feel like as a veteran of the sport, Perez, you know, he has a lot of experience on his shoulders. In my opinion, I feel like he will go in and do a pretty good sort of Mark Webber to Sebastian Vettel job. I think he will be there or thereabouts to to Max Verstappen and he will be that rear gunner that Max has needed. That, that in my opinion, is what what Perez will do. I don't think he'll beat Max. We know that Red Bull is, is Max Verstappen. But Sergio, I think, will do a much better job than some people are writing him off already. So Yeah, I don't. I don't think that i think we we mentioned in the the one before where we mentioned about the new the new drivers that perez for me is that perfect like you say the weber to vettel where he's got experience so he doesn't need to be nurtured as much as a young red bull junior that's just thrown into a really good car and said here you go we're focusing on verstappen drive well um whereas sergio perez he's going to have the experience where he won't need as much hand-holding, I guess, from from the team, but can deliver results. And I don't for a minute think he will expose Verstappen. I think he will have a couple of races where he might beat Verstappen on pace, which is something we never saw with Gasly or Albon in that team. But for him, for him to expose Verstappen, I don't, don't agree with, unsurprisingly, to no one. <laughs> No, I rank Perez really highly, but I rank Verstappen higher than Perez, I think. Um, if you look at the DNA of Red Bull teams and duos in the past, when they've really struggled and all these rumours have circulated about, you know, the team being solely based around Verstappen and the number two's not delivering, that number two driver has always been rather young and inexperienced. So I think bringing Perez back in, we're going to see similar kind of dynamics when Verstappen was partnered with Ricardo. Um, because Perez and Ricardo, in my opinion, are the same sort of level of racer. Um, but difference with that is that Verstappen has had, you know, a couple of years to really, really cement himself into that team. Um, and yeah, I think Verstappen will come out on top, but I am not doubting for any moment that Perez is really going to show him uh, a tough time. Interesting stuff. Uh, next up, another Bold prediction, 21LVA underscore linings says, either Seb or Ricardo will finish above the two Red Bulls as Checo and Max will wipe each other out regularly, (laughs) pretty much part of the Red Bull DNA, and they both have history pushing wheel-to-wheel racing a bit too far, particularly with their teammates. Well, okay. Okay, all right. So that's bold for anyone to... To have what what you'd argue is a midfielder, even though obviously Seb and Ricardo have both won 
one race is. Oh, Vettel or I don't know why we're calling Seb and Ricardo. It's just Vettel the way they've written it. Yeah, 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 um, but yeah, to beat Verstappen in the championship, that is very bold. I think they'll have to have a lot of crashes for that to happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Just race in Italy every weekend. Oh, yeah. Verstappen won't finish. Well, you never know. There are already rumours that Mugello might come back again and things change. So, yeah, if we have yeah. six races at Italy, then... Matt, you think you're going to be uh, you're going to be right? Uh, McLaren will be the second. What are you going to be shouting in London this time? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't shouting nothing. My predictions are stone cold clean. That's not even the phrase, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I, I actually completely disagree. Uh, I, I, unless Checo is beating Max, and then Max brings out this desperation that we haven't really seen from him. Maybe a little bit with Daniel Ricciardo. Actually, you know, there was it spilled over in Baku, for example. Um, but I think. We won't see that just purely from the fact that Checo won't be there every single weekend uh, up with Max's pace. And the fact that it's Vettel or Ricardo will finish above the two Red Bulls. I don't know why Vettel is, is in that equation, in my opinion. I don't yeah. know. I, I think, think that... I think we'll get a moment. There'll, there'll definitely be a moment and oh, it, yeah. where mm. it gets a little bit spicy between the two of them. And everyone, and no doubt including us, will make a massive deal of it. And it would be such a like huge it's our thing. job. Exactly. So it'd be a huge talking point because a lot of people are expecting that moment to arrive, a bit like, you know, the Ferraris. So yeah. I don't okay, think they're gonna crash course. every race like this person seems to think. Casey, no. what's your thoughts? I think I agree with the Checo and Max might wipe each other out. I wouldn't say regularly. But I think we'll see one or two prangs throughout the season. I mean, we've seen it even last year in Portimao when um, Verstappen and Perez had that collision on the first lap. So they do have experience with taking each other out and also taking their teammates out or being involved at least in accidents with their teammates, not necessarily putting the blame on them. Uh, But in terms of Seb or Ricardo finishing above the two Red Bulls, I can't see that happening, I'm afraid. Um, I love the thought of it, but... Well, I to be fair, to. actually, I should be agreeing with that because I said McLaren will be the second fastest car. So I, <laughs> I, I agree that Ricardo will finish above the two Red Bulls. Well done, uh, 21LV underscore Lidings. Uh, moving on, another one. And this one, I promise, is not my burner account. Uh, George underscore L64. Vettel won't regain his form like people think he will. And this is coming from a Vettel fan, says George. Uh, look, I'm, I'm off that same kind of opinion that Vettel won't be this phoenix from the ashes that that everyone I think wants to see more than maybe believe I'm not sure I, I can't speak for everybody and every F1 fan but in my opinion I think it will take a bit of time for Seb to start to be the 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 champion that we all know and love we know that he is great in a car that works well for him but if it's a car that he doesn't like We've seen it many times at Red Bull when he gets he got beaten by Ricardo, and we've seen again at Ferrari being beaten by Charles Leclerc. If the car isn't to his liking, he can't get the most out of it. I don't think he's that adaptable driver that will put him in that greatest of all time mix. You know that this kind the season just gone kind of proved that in my opinion. Although a lot of people still believe with the tinfoil hats on that Ferrari were sabotaging, not giving him all the bits and bobs, even though Seb came out and said that it wasn't that and that Charles was doing really well, but. Maybe that was just PR. Who knows? I won't put my tinfoil hat on right now. But yeah, I, I don't think that Vettel will be as good as people maybe hope. And I'm sure that I can actually hear the stakes and the weapons outside <laughs> my house as I speak. Yeah, the Seb stands. I, I, I personally think that he will imp- 
he'll be so much better than he was at Ferrari. I think it's going to be that situation where it might take him a little bit of time to get used to the the well the racing point or the Aston as it will be. Um, I think he will do really well. I can see him finishing top six in the championship. For me, I'm not on the bandwagon as much as some people are. Uh, I don't know if you want to read the next comment, but a lot of people seem to think that somehow Aston Martin are going to be like <laughs> title contenders and win multiple races and stuff, which I cannot see happening at all. Yeah, Cody 089204477 says Vettel will be close to winning the championship. I mean, the the car that racing, well, Aston Martin have... Come on, you can't keep calling them racing point, yeah, yeah, but don't, don't do a crofty, okay, come on. But, okay, the car that Aston Martin will have when they were racing point it wasn't you know the, the rules aren't changing that much maybe the year after when you've had a year of Seb, Seb you know Seb helping develop the car and it's new regulations we saw it when the regulations changed before Vettel was on it with Red Bull maybe that's the chance but it would be a miracle if Vettel wins multiple races I can't I can't see it happening I think he'll get some podiums but winning races and even challenging for a championship is just way too much for me it's funny isn't it how when Seb was so um, dominant in F1 we were all thinking oh gosh you know somebody please come and do something and challenge him for a championship and now he's been put in such a bad position with Ferrari I think I can speak for most F1 fans that there's even if it's just a tiny little bit inside your heart you want Sebastian to come back and to do well and I think with Aston Martin undoubtedly he'll be in a better position than he was with Ferrari um, partly because Ferrari obviously weren't at their best last year which is sort of the understatement of the century but I think that Sebastian enjoys working with British based teams as well um, when he was working with Ferrari, obviously they're based over in Italy. And when he was with Red Bull, he said before that he enjoys that sort of British way of life and and working from a team that's based in the UK. So I think that will probably help. But yeah, in terms of challenging for a championship, I think that's a little bit delusional. But bit. <laughs> I think, just accidentally call all Vettel fans delusional, I'm so sorry. Uh, but I think you yeah, we'll see him on the podium a couple of times maybe, but... Um, I wouldn't. I don't think he's going to finish top six compared to what Tommy said. I think he'll probably be more um, eighth in the championship. But I'm happy to be proved wrong. <laughs> interesting. I think we will hopefully see quite interesting battles between Vettel and Leclerc, two different teams. Let's see if uh, oh, yeah, we good. can get those that 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 wheel to wheel action that we we saw a few times when they were quick. Um, Angry Dino two. Next prediction. Alfa Romeo make a huge step forward and finish sixth in the standings. That is bold. No. no. With a Ferrari engine? <laughs> that is unbelievably bold. I mean, I'm trying to think of uh, who they'd have who to finish. finish behind yeah. Williams, yeah. yes. Haas and Williams, Haas. fine. Yeah. So then, they'd be eighth. And then it would have to be like Ferrari. Alfa Tauri, yeah. And Al. Uh, than Ferrari, but then they're not going to beat Ferrari with the same engine. Yeah, so I think Renault, uh, Alpine. Alpine. Yeah, Alpina. That's bold. Very bold. Yeah. Ambitious. Oh, yeah. Disagree. 
Um, I think that's a, a, a blanket statement from all of us there that uh, we don't think that's going to happen. But, um, and, but if, hey, and if it look, doesn't, we're not, we, will we're go not to, here. we will go to Italy and we'll shout, sorry, Alfa Romeo. Oh, God, don't worry. No, you're going. You can do that. He's paying for flights. Yeah, unless it's a holiday, I don't mind. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, uh, but don't worry. Your predictions, we love them. Thank you yeah, for sending please. them in. We want it don't, listen to, don't listen to Grumpy Tommy. Who's just saying that, you know, this is rubbish. That's a stupid prediction. It's not, no one is silly. Okay. It's opinion. We're allowed. <laughs> yeah. We're allowed fine. to disagree. Uh, right. Next, <laughs> next up. Racing four points, says Carlos and Charles will collide a couple of times. Bonotto will be mad and one of the drivers will be sad <laughs> come the end of the season. <laughs> Very poetic. Uh, what, what the? What on earth is that prediction? I love that. Just, the, Just really tickled Carlos me. And, yeah, okay, so Carlos and Charles will, uh, will collide a couple of times. But not will be mad and one of the drivers will be sad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so poetic, isn't it? It's just like, yeah. we, didn't ask, even, we didn't ask for poems, but I appreciate the effort. I don't even think he, that they meant to do no. it, did they? They just, because uh, the first part didn't, didn't rhyme. But anyway, uh, Carlos and Charles colliding. Charles, I'm going to call him Charles from now on because I don't feel like he is actually called Charles. That's the thing. Like, I, I think everyone's just called him Charles when Why I hear like, Lan- him? Lando call and him stuff. Right now. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm filming with my phone. <laughs> but uh, but in terms of the name aside, uh, do you think those two will collide? I think I think that one could get interesting, especially if Carlos is closer to Leclerc than we actually think. Shut up, Frank. Um, <laughs> the door's gone. Okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Frank is uh, Tommy's dog, not his butler. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think they they could easily collide, and it could get interesting there. Uh, it depends how quick Carlos is out the blocks, and if he challenges his teammate. Ninety five percent sure there'll be some kind of maybe not a collision, but a, a little bit. Of they're allowed banging. to race as well. Bonotto said that, yeah. didn't he? There'll be Bonotto some. There'll be some wheel banging between Carlos and Charles. I think one of the interesting, you know, we mentioned Vettel. It's such an interesting, there's so many interesting narratives this year because because the rules are essentially staying the same. We're essentially going to get to see Carlos in Vettel's car. And we'll yeah, see, and, you, you know, we'll see if Carlos is absolutely dreadful. We're like, well, obviously we're, we know, you know, Carlos is not a bad, it's not a, rubbish driver like why would he be so far behind so there's a lot of interesting factors there i think it's gonna be really interesting to see but i think carlos and charles will be quite close i think charles will have the edge charles why am i calling him charles we mentioned this um but yeah i think yeah i would be amazed if they don't have at least one collision yeah i think we can probably expect there to be a couple of prangs throughout the season I think Charles will uh, will come out on top. Um, I personally think that he is the better driver of the two by just a slight margin. Um, but then Carlos has been, he's jumped from so many teams in the space of what, like five, six seasons um, yeah. that maybe he will be, you know, unlike other drivers that might have switched to Ferrari, he's got experience with constantly changing and adapting to new environments quickly um, he might find that the Ferrari way of life is different to what he's experienced in the past, but I don't think that we should discount Carlos straight away. I think that he will, like we've said, uh, it's inevitable that there's going to be some teething issues, joining a brand new team and everything like that. But 
I'd like to think that Carlos and Charles will both be pretty competitive with with each other like fairly on in the season. Interesting stuff. Uh, We will see between Carlos and Charles. Uh, Robin underscore F1. Next bold statement. Nico Hulkenberg will make a third comeback and get his podium. Uh, Well, obviously, the reason that Hulkenberg would be coming back is either due to a driver getting COVID or a driver not being able to race. So I hope that that isn't the case. Uh, But if Hulkenberg does come back for whatever reason, um, no. No, I I don't think that's going to happen somehow. Uh, unless he gets to drive a Mercedes or a Red Bull. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't personally see that happening. But that's a factor that we can't even measure because it depends on something happening. There's so which, many variables, yeah. isn't there? Yeah, there's a lot of variables there. It would be, we we hope it doesn't happen, like you say, but COVID seems to be, well, here anyway, worse than it seems to ever be. And We've had obviously a couple of recent examples of Lando and Charles getting it. Um, but yeah, it would rely obviously on a driver getting COVID and then it being one of the, the top guys and then Hulkenberg getting into that seat. And you, you've got to think that probably only Aston Martin would take him on, on board because people, people seem to think last year that Nico, I know it was the meme, but Nico Hulkenberg isn't the contracted COVID driver that gets to drive any car. Do you know what I mean? It was only because Racing Point had a couple of drivers that that missed it. And then when the Mercedes seat, um, when Lewis had COVID, Nico Hulkenberg didn't get that seat, despite many people thinking he would. Um, So, yeah, there's so many factors there for that to happen. It seems extremely unlikely. Yeah, it's firstly, obviously, I hope that no other driver gets COVID this season. With the new strains, I think it would probably be foolish to say that a driver won't get COVID at some point this season. I think, unfortunately, even with all the safety protocols in place, um, it seems quite likely. But I'm sure the reason that Hulkenberg was bought in last year as this, you know, mega sub was because the team's weren't really truly prepared for COVID and the results that it could have and that their drivers could catch it. Hulkenberg was put into that seat with Racing Point because um, Mercedes should really have been able to hand one of their reserve drivers or whatever to Racing Point. But Esteban Gutierrez, who is one of their reserve drivers, his super license had expired and I just nobody thought to check, which is a bit weird. <laughs> um, and Stoffel van Dorn was racing in Formula E in Berlin, which is why Hulkenberg was brought in. Um, but yeah, I think, unfortunately, I think it's unlikely that Hulkenberg will be making a return. Um, and also, and this is kind of an unpopular opinion, and I would love to see Hulkenberg get a podium, but... Babes, if he hasn't done it already in the years that he's been in F1, I don't think he's going to do it on a one-off. As much as I would love that to happen, I think it's a little bit of a yeah, a dream right. world you're living in. Yeah, yeah, we want the we want the the big comeback story, don't we? Uh, yeah, we'd love a lot that. of people wanted to see him get a podium, but as you say, he had many opportunities and he squandered all of them, uh, pretty much. So, uh, yeah, what wow, can wow. you what can you do? Yeah, exactly. Uh, moving on. 
Alex F one seven three three five three eight seven nine. Lewis doesn't sign a new contact. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even notice that. Typo. Contact line con- subscription. <laughs> There's a typo. A, a new contract. Uh, George Russell will be the 2021 world champion. <laughs> no, there is literal. There is zero percent chance, and you can clip this all you like. Lewis is going to be racing this year. One million percent. That's it. Yeah. And if he doesn't, you'll get a tattoo. <laughs> a tattoo now. This is, what is this going descending into? I can't believe how many people have have jumped on this whole story of Lewis not signing as a way, as this whole thing going from last season where people said, "Oh well, they could get him so much cheaper, George Russell," and clearly George Russell did it really well, so they don't need Hamilton, which is obviously rubbish. Um, it's weird how many people buy this theory that Hamilton's not in next year. I've seen so many people do it. We we did a predictor on Instagram uh, and Twitter as well. And the amount of people that reply and cross out Hamilton's name and put George Russell, like George Russell's going to, or if you tell people to predict the 2021 title, they're putting George Russell in because they're convinced that George Russell is going to be taking over Hamilton's seat because, and the reason he's not signing the contract is that it's not going to happen. Like you say, clip it all you like. Mercedes are bantering about it on Twitter because they know Lewis is going to sign. There's just... They wouldn't banter about losing a seven-time world champion. Exactly. It would be such a serious <laughs> thing to happen. It's just, it's just a contract that they need to get it right and it's just taking a while. But you know, they, they wouldn't wait that long if they weren't going to keep Lewis Hamilton so no I think if Lewis showed any signs that he was hesitant in signing a contract Mercedes would be absolutely bricking it and they'd have so many things in place to make sure that they weren't left driverless for 2021 you know Obviously, well, yeah, because they've been in that situation before, haven't they? Where Rosberg decided to yeah. uh, retire yeah. out of absolutely nowhere. And I'm sure they have put parameters in place now because obviously they took Bottas on quite late notice. But um, yeah, this would be an absolute barnstormer of a story if Lewis Hamilton decided to retire on seven world titles. It just... I just, just don't... Make yeah, sense. it yeah. wouldn't make sense. I don't see where where it comes from. I know people people mention like, oh, well, he's Matt Schumi now and stuff. He's got the next season he's going to be in the best car yes he he mm-hmm. he's he's probably pushing his not luck but like ne- he's negotiating as much as he can because he knows mercedes are going to keep him so he might as well just do it as much as possible but he's not gonna squander the chance to become an eight-time world champion with the best car there ready for him mm. do you know what i mean it, i just don't get how people can possibly think that Lewis Hamilton isn't going to sign next year. It's it's mad, baffling to me. Yeah. Well, Toto's signed on for another three years as well. So in my opinion, I think he'll sign a three-year contract, try and make it 10 world titles, and then he will retire. But like you say, it it doesn't make much sense. Why, why would he just say no and not race? He's in the form of his life. He's got a brilliant car, you know, he doesn't have the aspect of a family that he started, um, that we know of, <laughs> but somebody like Sebastian Vettel, when he was dropped by Ferrari, there was big rumours that he could retire to spend more time with his three kids and his wife. Um, and, you know, you hear it from drivers previously, like that's one of the reasons Nico Rosberg 
said he quit was because he'd done what he needed to do and he wanted to spend time and watch his two girls grow up, which is, I mean, fair enough. But most sports people, if they have that, you know, golden opportunity in front of them, they're not just going to be like, nah, you're all right. I'm going to pass. Thanks. I'm going to go and work on my vegan burger chain and do extreme E. They're going to be like, no, I, I've literally spent my whole life wanting yeah. to be. And Hamilton, a Hamilton Shoney can do all that stuff literally on the side yeah. as a, yeah, as an exactly. thought almost and make there's nothing wrong with and... uh, vegan burger chains or extreme no no <laughs> no no i'm not i'm not slating that off at all but Don't do your vegan burger chains at your extreme i love it it's true though um, i mean he can do he's doing all this stuff like yeah, on, he'll do that later. on the side and also he's still doing it people yeah, people love now. to even in 2017 when you can argue the mercedes wasn't as far ahead and it looked like vettel might uh nick the title that year there was all the stories of oh he's too busy focusing on his fashion things and stuff like that and he goes and wins the title so he can do it it's fine Mm -hmm. he will be racing and he will be world champion (laughs) well there you go that's that's probably the least bold prediction we've had of the entire uh, (laughs) entire episode right uh right that's it we're done that's it um well what we're going to do now is uh head over to tommy for final thoughts Uh, no, my connection's <laughs> failed. <laughs> I literally thought the connection had gone. <laughs> I don't have no any. Final thoughts. No, I don't have any. Head, okay, head Katie. <laughs> my final thoughts is that I really enjoyed recording this and maybe at some point, maybe mid-season or something like that, we should do another one where we get people's opinions of the season and talk through them and add in our own spicy takes. But I could be the only we one just keep you guys doing, might have hated doing yeah, this. Yeah, we just keep doing them until we just do a world tour of shouting drivers names around the country yeah love that and i also love that tommy didn't have any final thoughts that that makes me very silence he's going on strike Um, you 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 right didn't you you, i've broken yeah you did it you did it at the start and that used all my brain capacity i can't 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 do it again i love it right uh thank you so much everybody for watching and listening uh use the hashtag wtf1 podcast if you want to get involved of course we post all the questions if you want to get involved in the podcast on our social medias uh so you can reply there and uh, potentially you'll be uh, featured in the next podcast um so that's it thank you so much for for everything and give us a five stars or a thumbs up uh, because we deserve nothing less and that's it thank you to katie thank you to tommy and thank you to you we'll see you next time bye 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 Bye. Bye 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 b